would have given him, but never mind. And it made him woozy. But the characters, Mar, he said. The characters. He was taking notes in his journal for an essay he planned to write about his downfall. Take it easy, I said. If they think your journal is antisocial, they might confiscate it. I am, Charlie said. I've only got enough energy to write for like five minutes a day. The rest of the time I watch Lost on DVD. He didn't talk about his therapy, but I didn't expect him to. We had always respected each other's privacy. How long are they going to keep you? I asked. Charlie said, they're saying a couple of weeks. I said I would visit as soon as I could, probably the next weekend. Then, afraid that Charlie would draw the wrong conclusion, I clarified, I just want to know you're all right, and that you aren't making the doctors miserable. Charlie said it was his job to make the doctors miserable. Then he said, just kidding. My job right now is to make a world I can live in. I wondered if he'd picked that phrase up in therapy, and what dopey therapist could have fed it to him. What Charlie needed was exactly not to make a world. He needed to figure out how to live in the one that exists. All of that took probably two seconds. I'm happy that you're doing well, I said. And Charlie said, thanks. We hung up. That was on January 5th. On the 7th, Charlie forced the lock on his door with a bit of plastic, climbed a cyclone fence, and hitched a ride with a Simon's Rock student named Jessica Eng. He told her he was meeting friends at Monument Mountain for an Orthodox Christmas celebration, and she, the fool, dropped him on the shoulder of Route 7. He waved cheerfully, she said and walked into the forest. It's all in the police report. For the police, and Charlie's mother, and more or less everyone else, the last sentence of the story will be written in the summer when Agawam Lake warms up and Charlie's body rises to the surface. Only I do not believe he is dead. This, you'll tell me, is pure wish-fulfillment— I feel guilty that I didn't save Charlie from suicide, so I've constructed a fantasy in which his suicide didn't happen. It's possible. Just because I am a psychotherapist doesn't mean that I'm immune to delusional thinking, and I do feel guilty. I lie awake, wondering whether, if I'd acted differently, Charlie would still be here. If I hadn't pushed him away in that last conversation. If I had been more patient, more understanding if I hadn't moved out when I learned about Lila. Or, I tell myself, because I was patient, was understanding, maybe my mistake was to keep my thoughts too much to myself. When Charlie came back from Mexico City with evidence of Robert Barlow's miraculous survival, I could have told him the evidence didn't add up. When he went to see Barlow, the person he thought was Barlow, I might have said what I felt, which was that the story was too good to be true even though I know what Charlie would have said. Mar, you're being mistrustful. I know it's hard for you to remember, but there are people out there who aren't crazy. And I would have sulked because I hated when Charlie called me mistrustful. It made me feel small, and it wasn't true. My real mistake, I tell myself, when midnight comes around and I get out of bed to drink a glass of wine and listen to the BBC... My mistake was that I believed Charlie too much. Then I remind myself that I loved Charlie because he was so unbearably easy to believe.
Chapter 2 This is not the story of our marriage. Still, I want to note some things that happened early on because they make what happened later easier to understand. Charlie and I were set up. His friend Eric was dating my friend Grace, and so, in accordance with the law that every young paired-off person in New York City has to pair off his or her friends, Grace threw a party in her Hester Street studio, and Charlie and I were invited. I didn't want to go. This was in 2004, when I was doing my residency at Weill Cornell, and I reserved my free time for sleep or reading the novels that piled up on my little glass-topped table— Also, the night of the party was very cold, but then I thought, Marina, if you don't leave the house, you're going to spend the rest of your life alone, or worse, you're going to marry a doctor. So I put on about...